Okay, we are back with another impromptu sort of episode <laughs> of Story Matters. Um, and uh, we didn't have uh, really plans to do uh, this particular topic, uh, but we felt we had to because yeah. uh, of what's going on in the world. So, yeah. uh, so what's going on <laughs> it's in the world? Wild. Yeah, what's going on in the world, uh, Heather? Oh, well, I mean... Um... You know, now we're 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 banning books at school sure. <laughs> from What's schools, yeah. um, and uh, you know, as an as an avid book reader, and you know, somebody who is, you know, <laughs> anti censorship. Right. Yeah, you know, we support uh, free, free speech. You know, free speech. Yeah, yes. our, our big, big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big fan of having free speech and. Now we are suffering the consequences of people who have not read these books sure, coming into yeah. schools and denying children, you know, age-appropriate lessons. So um, recently, yeah, in my yeah. state recently, we yeah. actually banned um, some Toni Morrison books, The Bluest Eye, oh, okay. uh, Beloved. And, you know, Toni Morrison's an author that has been banned before. Yeah. What, uh, no, what state are you in, just for our listeners to I'm know. in Missouri. Okay, Missouri. So, okay. Yeah, I am definitely, like, Missouri. you Missouri. know, Missouri. in the Bible Belt. And, <laughs> sure. uh, the, the, you know, it's, it's very... Yeah. Um, can be a confusing place to live in sometimes. Right. Um, I don't hate it here. Uh, I, I want to say that. I, I love the place I live, but um, sometimes the people are egregiously <laughs> right wing. And um, right. Well, you know, you know what, you know what I find is a lot of times some of the most uh, radically progressive thinkers actually mm-hmm. come out of the deep south because they're surrounded by that kind of, you know, hateful rhetoric or whatever. And, and there's, there's kind of like a, a backlash against it, you know, because I know that the kind of the, the, the national headquarters for atheism is in Texas of all places, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of like, Texas. Uh, yeah. Texas has got a weird stuff going on in that state. There's just like, they just, you know, banned a bunch of books too. Yeah. So I um, guess just for people who have been living under a rock and decided the first thing they're going to do is listen to our podcast, uh, the Tennessee school board decided that uh, they were going to ban mouse uh, from being taught in their schools, and I guess that created a huge uproar, and everyone's, everyone's talking yeah. about it, and we said, well, you know, mouse is a story, so we should probably uh, talk about it, <laughs> because story matters, so I, I think it's in our wheelhouse to, to discuss. It is in mouse. our wheelhouse. Yes. All of these books are actually in our yeah. wheelhouse, because I have read a lot of banned books, in my life. Um, yeah, those I are the best ones, the I think. Cur- yeah, I mean, I'm the curiosity killed the cat right. girl. I will open that Pandora's box. And, uh, you know, I don't use that knowledge, but, you know, it is if up it, there. If it's banned, um, it's probably good. Right? It's probably like, man, like, what is this problem? Oh, yeah, we're just terribly, <laughs> some of us are just terribly curious creatures. Sure. And we just can't keep our noses yeah, yeah. out of the boxes despite ourselves. And right. that's, um, you know, that's kind of why I identify with cats. <laughs> they just yeah, can't yeah. help themselves. You know, we're going to talk about a lot of this, 
you know, a lot of people have a lot of concerns about the type of material mm-hmm. uh, that is being censored and what type of materials we should put into children's hands. And first of all, I just need to say something right away. Like, Please let's do. just get it out of the way. Please because do. Yeah. We're not talking about pornography getting into children's hands. Right, right. Th- these are not titles that are written for titillation or to, you should be disgusted by them. It's natural to be disgusted by these uh, ugly things that happen to characters in the books because these authors and these books that we're reading for these lessons have a wisdom about this trauma to impart to their readers. They have access to the internet and anybody can get you know, free pornography these days. You're, you know, you're, you're uh, getting right onto my soapbox here. So yeah, yeah, this, and I'll let you. Yeah, and I'll totally let you yeah. go ahead in a second. Yeah. But you know, these kids are not getting these materials that from a place where it's you know not age appropriate for them, or right. you know, and it's not like these these libraries can't afford to carry you know thirty copies of a book yeah. for. You know, it's one book or maybe two if it's popular. Uh, And, you know, it's the same thing with the public libraries. There are people on waiting lists for these books now. Mm -hmm. And even in the digital libraries, there's a wait list. You know, you they they put you on a wait list after so many digital downloads. They can't handle the load of people demanding these books. Uh, And that is going on in my state right now, too, by the way. People are just demanding the Toni Morrison books Mm -hmm. and they're having a hard time keeping up with the demand at the public library. Well, the good, well, the good news is for the people that can afford it, I did go to Amazon and the number two book uh, ranked of all books became Mouse. Even though Mouse has been out for, I think, 30 years. It's been out for a while. But just because of the ban, everyone's like, oh, I want to read Mouse. So I guess there's kind of a silver lining in that oh, it's, I think- it's made a lot of people want to read this book to know, well, why is this book banned? Like, now a lot of people are, are wanting to read it, you know? Well, right, and that's good. It, it absolutely is good. And, I mean, a lot of people laugh about, you know, oh, that thing got popular, and I'm not going to read it or watch it because it got popular, you know? And I, I absolutely have been that person before. But, you like, it just astounds me that you think that you're going to start banning these books and that people aren't going to start stashing them in their libraries well i think we i think we do need to be careful though when we throw around these words like banning and censorship Mm. because i think a lot of the conservatives are going to push back on us and say well it's not actually banned you know like it's not like illegal for instance no you're right mouse you're not going to go to jail for owning a copy of mouse and not yet not yet right not yet and yeah so (laughs) Um, now they do say, well, you know, that's like the same as cancel culture, you know, but I don't think it's the same as cancel culture because I think there's a difference between a private, what a private company does. Yeah. So if there is a private company, like, like even like my brother, he got mad and he goes, oh, you know, Trump was censored because he got banned from Twitter, you know? Well, first of all, (laughs) Trump was saying all kinds of horrible things for years and years and years. Nobody banned him. Nobody banned him because he was saying things people didn't like. The only reason he was quote-unquote banned is because he was saying things that had direct consequences. Like people listened to what he said and then went out and then committed acts of violence because of what Trump said. 
So well, right. and- that's a, that's different. And I do think that, yeah, there's a guy with a, a, a platform and he's telling people, go out and, and commit horrible crimes and people are doing it because he said that, then maybe, yeah, that, that could, might be something we, we don't want people to be saying, you know. Uh, but that's not the same as like censoring an idea because I don't like this idea. This makes me uncomfortable or whatever. That's that's different. And and the last thing I'm going to say about that is um, is that Twitter's a private company. You know, so it's right. really no different than like I own a restaurant, right? If I mm-hmm. had a customer come in and so just start shouting cuss words in my restaurant. And, and, and disturbing all of the customers, I would ask them, hey, can you leave because you're upsetting everyone? Oh, sure. It is a different thing. Yeah, this um, is a public and- school that's paid for with taxes. And it's right. paid for by people with all kinds of different, uh, you know, different uh, belief systems and ideologies. Mm-hmm. These people can go literally anywhere on the Internet they want to and say whatever they want on their own you know, boards that they have, you know, made on their own places like parlor or what is that gabber or whatever. And you know what? It's just like, that's fine. You have the freedom to do that. You can have your own spaces. Nobody's chasing you off of Twitter or Facebook or censoring your viewpoints. You're always going to have a place to run on the internet to say whatever you want to say. You know, that's not the whole point of this. It's the whole point is that you signed up for a toss that you would not be an abusive member of this community when you came in to use it. And then you abuse the right. And it's just like any other kid getting, you know, uh, punished for, (laughs) you know. Slapping yeah. the kids around the schoolyard or something. You can't be a bully to people yeah, yeah. on the internet and expect people to continue to be nice to you and then continue to keep up the behavior and not expect people to push back. If somebody gets run off of Twitter, it's just not censorship. And yeah, I, I have mixed feelings about cancel culture. Yeah. And these people will come in and say, well, you banned the Bible from schools. And well, first of all, that's not true. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. still teach the Bible in the schools, yeah. public schools, but you have to give other religions regards yeah. too because they exist as well. Well, yeah, I, actually, you know, this this is something that for many many years because I grew up like eight years and uh, went to a Christian school, and they always told us, you know, they banned prayer in school, they banned prayer in school, and that mm-hmm. sounds really bad. It's like, oh man, you know, they it's awful. They 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 don't let you pray in school. Like, why would they do that? It sounds really uh, oppressive, you know. Mm-hmm. But then when I looked into it, prayer is not banned in school, right? Like any kid is allowed to pray right. in school if they just, want to pray. The yeah. what they actually banned, quote unquote, is forcing kids, kids to pray, yeah. like getting the teacher and telling all the kids, okay, now kids, we are going to pray. And making that something that they have to do. Right. That's what they use... banned. They, they yeah. banned the, the, the forcing of religion on people. Uh, they did not ban the free practice of religion. If a kid wants to come in and pray, they have the freedom to do that. Hardcore conservatives, they always express this this narrative of prayer is banned. And they keep saying it over and over again as if that is the case. But that's not no. really the case. You can't walk 
a mile, a half a block, mm-hmm. without there being a small church or a bigger church or something like that. Missouri, we yeah. are a melting pot of religions in this region. I mean, yeah. we have, you know, we have Muslims, we have Buddhists, we have Indians. For yeah. fuck us, we have Scientologists in St. Louis. What the fuck? Like, it just blows my mind. You know, we all have to exist, um, but you have to give space for other right. stories and other opinions. And again, it just, I, I say it all the time, but, you know, I've read, I've taken on more black authors in the past couple of years, mm-hmm. and they do have a different perspective. The ways they deal with things that don't happen to people like us who come from a white privileged society. Um, You know what I mean? So it's like, they do have valuable lessons and it's the same thing about reading, you know, books by women or, you know, stories about white powerful men are not going to go away. You can stand to listen to a few stories about other people for once. The reason that mouse was banned according to them is because there are some swear words in the book and there's yes. some, and there's some quote unquote nudity in the book. Now the nudity aspect is interesting because these are not human beings; these are mice. Okay, they're mice. They're, yes. they're mice people. They're anthropomorphized they're mice. Mice. They do have human-like bodies, um, but it's the book is in black and white. It's not very detailed uh, drawings. These are not graphic. You know, full color paintings of, of images these are kind of like black and white sketches and the way that these mouse bodies are presented is like you said the intent is to make you feel a sense of grotesqueness and maybe a little bit shocked at the lack of humanity that was portrayed uh, you know with the holocaust you know with, with oh, the yeah. story of the holocaust and- it's, it's, a, it's it's meant to to kind of turn you off and Um, yeah it should this shouldn't be something they and that's the whole thing like you you can't be human without looking at human behavior and feeling disgusted by it i mean it's just it's it's a reflection of yourself so i see why people turn away from themselves but you can't deny that it ever happens or that we've ever been terrible to anybody there are so many examples in history where people have been terrible and not just for any specific reason Mm -hmm. i mean we all know that there are specific reasons for violence i grew up knowing about the holocaust and world war ii from a very young age i wasn't um, you know, immune to that. My dad watched World War II movies. Right. I've read a lot of books. I have a shelf of, sure. you know, books that are on the topic. And, and you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I remember growing up, we had a lot of Vietnam movies and then we had these old, and this is before Saving Private Ryan came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, then, and then we had all these old black and white World War II movies. And because of the way that these movies depicted these wars. In my mind, I always thought that Vietnam was the bad war. Like, Vietnam was the war that was bloody and horrible and violent, but somehow World War II was okay. World War II was a a different kind of war where there wasn't these horrific things happening. And then Spielberg made Saving Private Ryan, and it dawned on me how kind of dumb I had been, it dawned on me that the reason that I had a very sanitized uh, perception of World War II is because the movies that had been made about them were very sanitized. And when Spielberg showed all the gory awfulness and all the, the awful violence, mm-hmm. 
you know, of that war was just as bad as the Vietnam War. Back Mm. in the day, you know, the U.S. government was like, we don't want people to be seeing how horrifying war is because then people want to go to war. They won't vote for going to war, you know. But I think that because we saw how awful these wars were, and not just a sanitized blood, because we had people dying in the black and white movies, but it was always a very sanitized, oh, he died, you know. You know, the guy kind of keels over and dies. We didn't have people's oh, brains yeah, splatter, yeah. you know. But when you see <laughs> like people's brains, you know, Their uniform might be smoky. They might have lost yeah, their helmet. Yeah, exactly. Nothing but, else is, yeah, there's nothing else going right. on. Right, but when them. you They're see fine. Saving Private Ryan and you see a guy, you know, his head exploded and another guy's oh, crying for his mom on the yeah. beach, then you're like, shit, this is awful. Like, I don't want to sign up for this. And I think right. this could be why we haven't had a draft, a lot of people don't know this, but when World War II uh, took place, people were volunteering to go to war. They were, like, eager. They thought it was going to be an exciting adventure. They didn't know what they were oh, getting themselves yeah. into. Well, it was fortune and glory, kid. It was fortune and glory. <laughs> now it's like, shit, I'm gonna, not going to war. Yeah, you were going to bring gonna me be 100 fun. Nazi gonna, yeah. scouts. <laughs> it was going to be like an episode of G.I. Joe's. The, the argument that the uh, guy... I forgot his name, but the the and it was and it was a uni, it was a unanimous vote. I think it was like seven to zero. Like they all like yes, we need to ban mouse. And one of the arguments that the guy made is, well, kids can learn about the Holocaust without seeing all of this this awful stuff. Particularly nudity. That's the thing that really offended the guy the most. And uh, and the and the and I think a couple times the word bitch was used in the book, and I'm like, okay, that's that's really a big deal. And. Really? Um, and, uh, and he's like, they can still learn about the Holocaust. I'm like, yeah, they can learn about the Holocaust, but if they don't see the horrors, you know, expressed through art, then they're not going to really get a feel of how, just how bad it was. Because we have to ask ourselves, why are we teaching kids that these bad things happened in the past? Because these things are wrong and they are uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable ensures that your humanity prevents you from ever becoming that atrocious exactly as far as we want to make sure this never happens again we never want anything like the holocaust to happen again and if people don't know how bad it was they might say oh well you know really wasn't that bad let's you know we don't have to worry about that you know no people need to people need to be worrying about it was that bad it really was that bad i mean i love dystopian science fiction i think Mm. a lot of those books have a lot to say about humanity and our futures and Mm you know, the way we deal with issues and the way we may find a way out of our issues in the future. Um, I just feel like the signs are all there. Like we're headed down this slippery slope now. And, you know, in my opinion, it's not, you know, someone like me sitting over here is like, I don't want to ban the Bible. People should be able to read the Bible and see for themselves. It doesn't matter how useless you think the material is, it's still going to have a use and, or it's still going to teach something, even if the lesson is not accessible to everybody. Let's use the book Lolita as an example of behavior that you don't want to replicate, but this person put down their ugly thoughts. So now you have an ability to examine where their thoughts are going when they are considering this action that is 
offensive and abusive and should never happen. And that's what Lolita is about. Right. And a lot of people get upset about it. Yeah, they're like, this book made me sick, blah, 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 blah. Well, it should. This is what these people do to children. Right, right. This is what he did to her. And he was a sick man. You can't ban the book because it's about him molesting a child. Uh, You have to look at it and say, well, this is disgusting. No person should do this to somebody. Uh, And that's the lesson. Uh, You know, you brought up the Bible. It's kind of funny. I actually think that the, the people that really would want to, this might sound weird, but the people that really would want to ban the Bible would actually be conservatives. They would not want us teaching the Bible to kids well, you're because, right about that too. Because what's in the Bible, if you actually and Daniel Dennett brought this up, there was a Daniel Dennett is a is a philosopher who talks about religion a lot, and he mm-hmm. actually said, yeah, they should teach Christianity in schools. He says they should teach all the religions in schools, and then yeah. but the but what happens is when you go to Sunday school, they don't actually teach you the Bible in Sunday school. They teach you a very sanitized very selective uh, very. stories from the Bible. Like I've actually heard it said that the, the best atheist book, the best pro-atheist book is the Bible because there's so many terrible <laughs> things in it. I saw this thing on Facebook that someone had posted. Somehow, I don't know this, how this got into my feed, but basically it was saying about a group of people that are trying to normalize uh, pedophilia. Oh, and and the position they're taking, this was actually, it wasn't really an article about pedophilia. It was really an, an article opposing homosexuality. And they're saying, you see, we said gay sex is going to lead to normalizing all these other terrible things like pedophilia. Okay. So that was really the argument. Like we need to ban, you know, homosexuality because it's going to inevitably lead to, to pedophilia and incest and all these terrible things. And what I said was, Pedophilia and incest is promoted in the Bible. It's you know it's not mm-hmm. it's not just mentioned in the Bible. It's promoted in the Bible, right? King David had hundreds of wives. I think Solomon had <laughs> King Solomon had hundreds of wives. Many of these oh, wives yeah. were underage. Um, there was a lot of adultery going on, adultery, and a lot of you know. And it was fine if the man did it. Uh, you know, the woman mm-hmm. couldn't do it because the woman would get killed, but the man could do it. And there was incest. I mean, Adam and Eve. All their kids basically had to do each other, right? They're not teaching kids that stuff, you know? Like, uh, Lot, well, no. you know, like when Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed, the one good man that was taken out was Lot, right? It was Abraham's uh, nephew. I yeah, think. Lot. Lot. Lot had two daughters. What yes. did Lot, the one good man, do with his good family? They went into up into a cave and... And his two daughters got their father got him drunk, drunk. Yeah. And, and he had sex with both of his daughters. Is this, yep. and did God come down with a flaming sword and say, how dare you do that? No, like Lot was fine. No. Oh, well, shit happens. You know, I got but drunk, supposedly, what do? It was okay, apparently, yeah. you know? But supposedly they burned Sodom and Gomorrah down because everybody was getting their sexual freak on. Because all the, something. yeah. And that's like, an, yeah, and that's they another, were raping angels. Yeah. And, um, that's another you know. thing. Lot said, oh, don't rape these angels. Rape my daughters instead. And that right. was okay, Just, apparently. That was like, well, that's how is that okay? I mean, <laughs> all of this stuff is... And I think the worst story from the Bible is after they destroy Jericho or one of the cities, 
God commands the Israelites. He tells them, you can uh, kill all the men, women, and children, but if there's any, if there's any virgin uh, daughters, any, any virgin girls in the city, you can take them for your personal sex slaves. You know, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, this is in the Bible. They don't teach this stuff. And it's so much worse than mouse. So these people are telling me they can't handle the things in a book, but, you know, they're perfectly fine with <laughs> accepting the fact that, you know, six million, over six million you know, Jews and yeah. queers and yeah. educated people and, you know, Pol Polish individuals. And yeah. no, literally everybody did not like went to death. Um, and these people can't face it. I have a very unpopular opinion, but uh, about this. Okay. It, but I, I do believe it's very, it's based in history because I was a history major. Um, yeah. So, so, uh, Recently, Whoopi Goldberg got in trouble, uh, which, I, which I don't agree she should have been. See, I, I think that's one of those things where I think that was kind of dumb. And that's kind of the thing that the the right-wingers will point out and say, oh, you see, you people are crazy because, you, you know, you people are not allowed to speak in liberal circles. And I agree with her, or I agree with, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, you know, I you mean, know what Whoopi thing. Goldberg said? Do you know what she said? I I remember she compared. Uh, she said something about the Holocaust wasn't as bad as. I mean, I remember well, it was something well, like recently that. Recently, she know? recently she said that it really had nothing to do with race. Oh, you know, that's it wasn't, it right. wasn't racially yeah. motivated, and yeah. I don't think she meant it in a, in a mean, vindictive way. I no, think no, no, she no, no, just no. said it. I think she was just wrong. She was just factually wrong. And she got she banned from her show for like three day, like three weeks or whatever. She couldn't be on The View. And I'm like, <laughs> this is and silly. Then she, the then she got fired, didn't she? I don't know if she got fired. I think she's either coming back or she's quitting. because She's quitting or the, something. I don't think the, she's going to be on there longer. But yeah. I mean, and it was ridiculous. And I just think people, someone should have come up to her and say, no, you're wrong. It wasn't about race. And, and that's it. She's just wrong. I don't think she was saying... Who cares about Jews? She just said, I don't think it's about race. She was wrong. And that's fine. And no, I agree with you. And that goes back to cancel culture. And I mean, people are allowed to make mistakes and yes. say, yes. be mistaken about things. Yeah. It's the fact that you accept it. Whoops, you were wrong. And you say, I'm sorry. It's I was all about wrong. Intense. And I and it's like just going to. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you can't shut people up because they made a mistake. I enjoyed Gina Carano on The Mandalorian. Like I right, she yeah. was a treat to watch and right. you know, then she was an asshole one day and boom, she was fired and I was like, yeah. "Really, you guys? You're not going to find another girl to like be Cara Dune. This was a really good character and I mean, she really was right. a breakthrough part for women. I mean, look at her. She's big, she's strong, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. she's bold. Like she's got everything going for her and it was yeah. just such a shame that she got shut down over this you know, whoops, she made a comment. And yeah. it's like, well, everybody's going to get picked up making a comment one of these days sooner or later. Yeah. That's just how things oh, yeah. go. I'm, I'm sure know? I'm going to, if I ever make it big in fiction, I'm, I'm sure people are going to dig <laughs> through my history and be like, Nick wrote this. Oh, this is awful. And so like, uh, Somebody's going to have something to say. I, I have to apologize know. in advance, you know. Um, so, um, because people make mistakes. People say dumb shit all the time. Yeah. No one's perfect. And but, right. but what worries me more about that 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 car that uh, Gina Carano incident is that what happens is that the conservatives point at that and they say that's an example of 
you know, the liberal censorship and how, and, and so they basically use it to make all liberals look crazy. And oh, yeah, no, I don't believe in that at all. we don't all agree. I, yeah. We don't all agree with that. And I don't agree that Whoopi Goldberg, because what she said was so benign. This is silly. Just explain to her, you're wrong. Bring an expert on, bring a historian onto the show and explain to her, actually, you're wrong. It was about race. What the Holocaust was actually about, this is something people don't want to talk about. It was actually more about religion than about race. Because if you, now here's here's where it gets a little complicated, okay? So Mm -hmm. according to the Nazis, the way the Nazis perceived it, being Jewish was a race, okay? You were a race if you were Correct, Jewish. Right. So you couldn't convert. Like like a like a Jewish person living in Nazi Germany couldn't just say, oh, I'm a Christian now, don't kill me. They didn't have that option. They did have right. that option in other countries, like in Russia. If you converted in Russia, because they had a lot of anti-Semitism in Russia, if you were a Jew and you converted to the, the Russian Orthodox religion, uh, that was fine. Then you're like, okay, you're accepting the community, right? You're, you're no longer a Jew. For the Nazis, though, being a Jew was a race. And so they're looking for certain you know, big noses and things they associated with being Jewish. And if you were Jewish and you looked very Aryan, those are the people that was easier for them to escape. So if you're a Jew with uh, blonde hair and blue eyes, it was easier for you to get away. Sure. But if we look at it from a scientific point of view... Like if we go to Palestine today, you, know, you have the Palestinians and the Jews. Genetically, these people are identical, right? There's there's not really a big difference between Palestinians and Jews genetically, okay? The real thing that really separates them is their religion. And what people mm-hmm. don't realize is that when Hitler came onto the scene and said, hey, everyone, let's start hating Jews, that was not a novel idea. Everybody already kind of hated the Jews. They already had animosity. That's been going on for forever. For thousands of years, there was a history of of uh, anti-Semitic violence. I I mean, Martin Luther, the founder of Lutheranism, was advocating for the burning down of synagogues. And, Mm. um, And so, and, you know, Christians have been persecuting Jews Forever. forever and because they they, they blame because you know they're upset they're saying you people came from the middle east you guys knew jesus you live with jesus and yet you reject jesus and so that was so offensive to them that the well, that, right that the, the it, you know the people that jesus preached to would reject them that they, they couldn't square that with their belief and so the jews right. had to become the ultimate villains and so then when when hitler came along it was a ripe opportunity for him to use that that built-in animosity to hate on oh, absolutely. Jews. So it really is about religion. And another thing that people don't know is that the, the Catholic Church was complicit in a lot of the atrocities that the Nazis committed because the way that yes. the, the Catholics saw it, they were like, oh, and the Nazis were Christian, by the way. The Nazis were not atheists. Yes, and they were not, no. And even... <laughs> The previous pope, the pope we had before this one, used to be mm-hmm. a Nazi. He was in the Nazi youth. And you would think, yes. even today, the Catholics are not like, well, maybe we shouldn't have, you know, an ex-Nazi as the pope. No, that's okay. It's all right. Well, you, you have nobody else. There's no other candidates. 
to, to pick for Pope, you had to get an ex-Nazi. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of religion at play when it comes to the Holocaust. And this is something that people don't want to talk about because it makes Christianity look bad. You know, it is an Abrahamic religion, so it is yeah. related yeah. to Islam. It is related to Judaism. Yeah. Um, but it's so new. And these people were trying to force their ways you know, Christians were trying to force their ways across uh, into, you know, places like Eastern Europe, like Turkey and, uh, you know, all those <laughs> during the Ottoman sure, Empire. Sure. You know, they tried to force their way in um, to convert the well, masses. During, yeah, during the Crusades, yeah. Yeah, the Crusades. So it's always been this, like, bloody war between Christians and the other. Yeah. But a lot of people just can't see past that. Uh, they want the teachings of Jesus to be absolutely true and to be, you know, forgive your neighbor and love one another as yeah. I have loved you, etc. But which is nice. Um, I'm, I'm all for that. You know? Yeah, I'm all for that too. And I don't, I don't necessarily say those are bad things either, yeah. but they have to understand that, you know, some of these religions existed far earlier than Christianity ever did. Yeah. You know, um, where, where was, man where does was, not get his, yeah. yeah, man does not get his morality yeah. from Christianity. It, morality comes from someplace other than from religion. And if you think that somebody's morality should only be based on their faith or their religion, I think you're doing yourself a great disservice right, right. by. Well, not only you that, know, but I actually think it's, it's a, it's a really bad reason to be yeah. a good person because you want a reward, right? <laughs> like I want to get into heaven and this is why I'm not gonna go murdering people because I want to I want my reward in heaven. Well, that's not a good reason to not murder well, people. You let me tell you <laughs> once I worked in a movie theater for a couple of years and um I, one day I was the only manager on duty and I had a film starting and I only sold a couple of tickets to this film, so mm-hmm. I had served the customers at the concession stand and I was getting ready to go into the office when a lady came around the corner and she said, I just want you to know that it gave up my state to a disabled person in the theater. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, that was very nice of you. And she said to me, yeah, do you think that um, I could get like a free ticket or something oh because God. I inconvenienced myself? That's, that's and awful. I was like, I told her, no, you made that choice. Yeah, and yeah. there are 299 other seats in sure, that theater. Sure, you could sure. put your ass in right now. Let the disabled person have that's, their accessible that's, that's spot bizarre. and fuck off to yeah. another seat. Like, I just yeah. couldn't believe the no, audacity that's, that's, of this that's woman. That's good, yeah. Instead of teaching kids like the Bible's wrong, I don't think we should do that. I think we should do who say, here's the Bible, here's Buddhism, here's Hinduism, here's all the religions, here's the history of Christianity. If you know, here's how evolution works. And if you teach if you just teach kids without that's what I do with my kids. I just say, here are the facts, kids. You come up with your own conclusions. I never tell them God isn't okay, sometimes I do, but but I, I never you know, I tell them, look. Use your own judgment. Hear the facts. And when they hear all the facts, you can't come to the conclusion 
that Christianity is the one true faith. Like you're not going to come to that conclusion, you know? They need to have they need to be have these tools and be prepared to go out into the world. This is how they become successful adults. And yeah. um, you know, taking away these lessons from them is not going to do them or us any good. Kids aren't going to be taking care of anybody if they can't take care of themselves. You haven't equipped them well enough. Well, plus, and now you're yeah. taking their tools away from them. Well, yeah. And, and life is a relay race anyway. I mean, we're only here for a short amount of time and then we're just kind of right. handing the baton of civilization to the right. next generation why would we want to be like well screw the future you know i won't be around i mean that's just incredibly selfish it's just incredibly short-sighted and well, I, right I it's, it's very short-sighted and like these institutions can really hurt children and in these books are the information that you know kids need to adapt and to make informed decisions and yeah, to get yeah. answers to the questions that maybe they can't ask somebody. Conservatives seem to believe in things having kind of an inherent meaning or inherent value. So, for example, in their minds, like the the American flag is just, it's a purely good symbol, right? It's yeah, they not have a very black and like, white thing. It's the colors, but it's like the colors themselves have, so, it's like, it's a magical symbol that has power, you know? They don't yeah. understand that the flag only represents something. So if you were, let's say, to elect Trump, you know, king of America, right, and, you know, just ignore what the Constitution says, even if you just call this country America and you still wave an American flag, it's not going to be America anymore. It's not, America isn't the symbols. They don't really mean anything uh, unless you back it up with with some kind of philosophy or ideology, that's oh, what sure. makes America what it is. It's the same with Christianity. They think the cross itself has power. It's like a magic symbol. It's like a Dungeons and Dragons, you know, magic, you know, <laughs> item that they found. But it's really just two sticks, kind of, you know. It's and, like your anthema or whatever. Yeah, was, right. Was, and it doesn't yeah. really have inherent meaning. So I think that when they look at something like mouse, they're not looking at what is the intent, what is the the what was um, the authors trying to do with this book. All they're seeing is ooh, bad words, bad images, nudity, well, bad, right. the cuss words, bad. Therefore, book bad. That's all they can see. It's a very like, if you kneel during the National Anthem, you hate America. And it's like, well, no, actually, no. it's the opposite because uh, Kaepernick, you know, he was kneeling because he wants America to live up to the promise of, of, of its own ideals, which is all men are created equal. And when he sees that that's not happening, then we're failing the idea of America. But conservatives don't care about that. All they care about is... Ooh, the flag! It's the, the it has nice colors and stars and st stripes, and we have to worship this thing, and it's like an idol for them. And it's like, yeah. no, like that's not that's not what America is all about. In fact, what makes America unique is that we can't disrespect the flag because in other countries, if you disrespect the flag, you go to jail or you get killed. You know, this is what sets us right. apart. This is what makes us special: is that you can 
disrespect these symbols because we don't care about symbols in America. We care about the ideas. We, we should care about the ideas. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people are getting hinged up about the symbols and stuff like that. And I have to say, as a person who does enjoy stuff like symbolism and symbols and stuff like that, uh, you know, I, I get it. But again, I don't use it to be anything other than like your, you know, my own personal ideology like it's not something i'm going to talk about with somebody who doesn't ask me about it you know i'm not going to shove it in their face or you know <laughs> like, yeah but even but even a. if you had us like even if you said okay i really like this i don't know egyptian ank symbol you know if people were to start <laughs> well i know what you like you know or like what? or i know what you're into or i, I, I do wear an onk every day right. i've worn an onk every day since i was like 14 years old or something stupid like that well i'll, or <laughs> I'll give you a better example you know i have right. a i have a, well, a i have a guy who works for me he's a norwegian he's from he's from his mom was from norway yeah. and one day i see a guy come into the restaurant uh, um to pick up a pizza and he's wearing uh a necklace and it's the necklace is the symbol of Thor, right? I don't know if you've seen this, uh, but yeah, Jolnir, yeah, Mjolnir, and, and Mjolnir. it's not like the, yeah, it's not like the Marvel Comics hammer, it has a very right. specific look, yeah. And this is like a holy symbol, this is what the the Norwegian you know pagans that worship yes. Thor used to yeah. wear. And I, I said to my uh, Norwegian friend, I said, Oh, this is really cool. And he said, yeah, he says, it, it, it is, but the problem is that in Norway, those symbols are banned. And I'm like, really? Like, why? Yes. And he says, why? He goes, well, because they've been co-opted by <laughs> racists. Basically, yes. you know, the, the, the whole Norse mythology, the whole Norse gods has been co-opted by, by racism. So Thor's hammer is now a symbol of, like, white supremacy. And I'm like, wow, that really sucks, you know? And so... So I, I would love to sort of reclaim that symbol because I like Thor. I think he's cool, you know. But but what has happened is it's been turned into something else. And so you really have to pay attention to, yeah, the symbol's cool and all, but how is it being used, you know? And mm -hmm. like the swastika. Originally, the swastika was a symbol of the four winds. It was used in Hinduism to represent the yeah, four winds of the symbol. earth. Yeah. You know, and then, and then Hitler said... Oh, that looks cool, and he just took it and he tilted it, and and oh, now it's now it's a symbol of hate, and unfortunately it is, and so people, you know, it's really about what are you, how are you using these symbols, and what do these symbols mean? To oh, sure, exactly, see, and I mean you know? the Ankh is just an overarching symbol for life. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to appropriate it or something. It's just no, it's cool, I, but if, if yeah, that, but I, if tomorrow, I'm not like that person that worships God or anything, but I do have. A thing for affinity for life, and that's just what it means to me. You know, no, which life is great. elevates everything, which but, is dark or good. Or, but what if, like, every know, time you wore your ank, some person of a different race would see it and go, "Oh man, like that symbol, you know, reminds me of my ancestors that were murdered." You know, you might be like, "Oh, yeah, oh yeah," you see what terrible. I'm saying, right? Because you got all these people waving their Confederate flags around and saying, mm -hmm. "Well, to me." This just reminds you of my southern pride, my southern heritage. Okay, that's nice. But for most people looking at that symbol, or like black people looking at the symbol, they're right. reminded of slavery. And, and it you hurts kill them. people under that. Yeah. yeah. Big... And, and so, so I think, you know, you got to be aware of the meanings of these oh, things. Oh, of course. And, and, all right. So just to talk a little bit about mouse uh, before yeah, we, see. because that's what the topic is. Uh, I yeah. think it's a great, 
uh, book. Definitely uh, four stars, my, my highest rating. Um, <laughs> and it's for me, it's a it's a really great example of how uh, a a medium can transcend what uh, it's uh, it can transcend boundaries. So because oh, sure. when people think about comic books, they think oh, they think Superman, Batman, they think right. childish stuff. And uh, uh-huh. uh, Mouse is the primo example of actually, you know, you can tell a very serious story that's just as impactful as any other story using pictures. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Spiegelman, I've always believed in that. Yeah. yeah. Spiegelman, he told the story of his father in that medium because that was the art form that he knew. Like, if he was a novelist, he probably would have written a novel. But because he was right. a comic book artist, he told it as a comic book. And I have to say that of all the Holocaust literature that I've read, including Schindler's List, which I love Schindler's List, it's an amazing movie, but mm-hmm. I feel that Mouse really helped me have a, a probably the most deep understanding of what that okay. experience was like. And I think the imagery makes it palatable, but at the same time doesn't shy away from right. the horror of it. And I think that's one of those things that the comic book medium can do is it makes it Mm -hmm. easier to relate to to people, you know. Oh yeah, and he's really he's telling his father's story, and it brought me some insights into the way, like some of the cliched stereotypes that people used to make about Jews, like oh Jews are so Mm -hmm. cheap, Jews are so stingy, and he does talk about he's he said I kind of hate to. To, to reveal this because he didn't want to feed into some of those cliches and stereotypes. But he said, yeah, he goes, his father was incredibly cheap, right? Like his father would just go to the grocery store and just use every coupon he had. And he would like hoard things. But when you read his story, you realize why he did that. And he did that because a lot of German people, they would not, they would like hide you, but not for free. They would hide oh, you, course. and they said, "What are you going to give me so I can hide you?" Right. And they'd no, be like, "Well, right." So they'd be yeah. like, "Oh, well, I got this, you know, bracelet, or I got this ring, or whatever they could give them." And so that's why those older people that experience the Holocaust, they they they're suffering, they're experiencing trauma, and they're still worried that maybe I'm going to not have any money, maybe I'm not going to have any food, and so they're always worried about having those things, having enough, because. That's what allowed them to survive. And so that made me realize, wow, like this makes sense. You know, some mm-hmm. of these, you know, anti-Semitic stereotypes, it makes sense when people go through that. I would be that way too. Like if I lived through that, I'd be like walking around with bags of food all the time, worried that, you know, I'm going to be starving at some point, you know. So so right. it's an important book. And I definitely think that it's something that kids should read. And when it comes to nudity... Um, what I want to say, because this is definitely my wheelhouse, is that <laughs> it's not that kids are never going to be exposed to nudity. They are going right. to be exposed to nudity because if they have a cell phone and they have Google, they can access, you know, hardcore oh, yeah. porn. Stuff that would have been really hard for us to, to get when we were kids. Yeah, when we were they kids. Can access, yeah, it's so easy. It's so easy for them and they're going to see it. So the question is not, are they going to see nudity but when they do see nudity, what are they going to be exposed to? And right. the only have you nudity, prepared them for this stuff? Right. Yeah. And the I mean, only nudity they're them? going to be exposed yeah. to is 
pornography is dehumanizing nudity. And this yeah. is, so all something like Mouse is doing is, is giving them an alternative perspective. It's saying, yes, naked bodies exist, but it doesn't always have to be sexual. It can be, right. it can represent something else. And in Mouse, it represents sort of something. Uh, yeah. it, it represents the, the dehumanizing yeah. nature of stripping people, forcing people out of their clothes and taking their clothes and selling them or using them to, you know, putting them in the warehouses. Oh, we took all their clothes away. That, yeah. that's, ta- that's robbing them of their humanity. And that's an important yeah. part of their story. And to not, yeah, when, you know, when to, you remove somebody's clothes, you take away their power from them. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. if you're going to be vulnerable to somebody, you you need to be able to have control over that situation. And yeah. they had no control. These people lost like literally everything. And it's just, you know, it's these people symbol. that are living in our society right now, they're not losing their Bibles. They're not losing yeah. their guns, but they're starting to restrict access to necessary information and i think yeah, that's I the thing that just hurts the most like and it's such a powerful evocative imagery i remember even in schindler's list i remember you know there was the little girl that had like a red jacket and the, the movies are black and white right. and there's one girl that has yes. a red jacket and then at the end of the you know at some point in the movie you see this big pile of clothes mm-hmm. and there's that red and jacket red on jacket. top yeah. what a powerful symbol it's such it was a powerful, very powerful symbol. Yeah. Taking those, taking that, taking that artistic expression away, all it's gonna do is it's gonna sanitize the Holocaust and make the kids that learn about it in some textbook that's just really just dry, factual, oh, here's something that happened, they're not gonna understand, they're not gonna connect emotionally to that event, and so they're not gonna grow up as voters who are afraid. Of something like that, and who are going to right. to vote against things that edge too close to fascism and edge too right. close to that sort of thing happening again, you know, mm-hmm. which we have yeah. seen, which with the you know the Mexican kids in cages, and I'm like, what when I when that happened, I'm like, what what the hell is right. going what on? What the hell it was happened? Terrifying, yeah. and so we're it not being terrifying. we're not being hyperbolic here. We're not being overly sensitive liberals. No, I don't think so. Fascism, no. It, Seriously, we got mm-hmm. way too close to to another Holocaust, I think. We have so, gone way too close. And we're coming scary. way too close to fascism, too. It's, a, and it's enough to, to, for, for me, for everyone, it should be legitimately scared. And so I think this is why Mouse is important. It's an important book. And I definitely mm-hmm. think kids should should read it. So Okay, well, Heather, um, <laughs> thanks for talking to me today. And, yeah, uh, thanks, Nick. And uh, hopefully next time we'll have a... Uh, a more friend, you know, happier topic. So, but until then, <laughs> uh, I'm Nick yeah. signing off. All righty, I'll talk to you later.